Pinos to Hagler. It's a uh, great Tuesday, and the traffic is looking good. Uh, on the podcast today, we'll have outdated traffic that will make no sense to you whatsoever on the sevens and the four. And we'll make sure to limit it to streets you don't know and areas you are not. <laughs> uh, welcome to the podcast. We're glad that you're here. we got a lot to talk about today. Um, gosh, who we have? We had Carol Roth on today. We had... We had somebody on from Michigan that is going to tell you the crazy story of what's going on with the Chinese communists in uh, Michigan and how you can help that. More on uh, the government in our lives lying to us. The truth on what the Federal Reserve is doing, not only on digital currency, but with their FedNow program. They're freaking out a little bit. Uh, and uh, I always find that as a, a bonus in any show that we do. So today's podcast brought to you by Relief Factor. If you are in pain, stop it. Just stop. It's like telling people who are suicidal. Just be happy. Think of happy things. Oh, okay. Cured. Um, if you're in pain, you know you'll do anything to get out of pain. Uh, and then... When you can't find anything, it becomes kind of dark and depressing because you're losing the things that you've always wanted to do. There is possible relief. I don't want to say there is relief because it only works for about 70% of the people. I'm one of those people, and I never thought it would work for me. It is a natural, uh, four different natural ingredients all combined that fight inflammation in your body, which is where most of our pain and our disease comes from it's always a good thing to reduce inflammation relieffactor.com go there now 1995 will get you the three-week quick start trial pack 800 the number four relief 800 for relief or relieffactor.com feel the difference here's the podcast you're listening to the best of the glenn beck program Glenn Beck program. By the way, uh, my new book comes out in a couple of months. I would pre-order now to make sure you get a hard copy of it. I'm also uh, recording it. I was thinking about it today. I think I'm gonna think I'm gonna put a, put a couple of rays of sunshine in the book in the audio version. Uh, it is uh, uh, it's called Dark Future, and it is part two in the Great Reset series. You can get that now, Amazon or wherever you buy your books. Just put an order in it for it now. Um, Dark Future by Glenn Beck. Sounds like a happy, happy book. Um, all right. Pat Gray is joining us from Pat Gray Unleashed. Man, it does sound happy. It doesn't it? It does sound it does. happy. Dark Future? Dark Future. That's yeah. fun. That's fun. Well, it does have a happy ending. Oh, good. Uh, it does. Okay. If, you know, if if we just learn these things, we can stop it. And there are some things that are mm-hmm. going on that we are stopping. By the way, we talked about the Fed Now program. Had you ever heard of the Fed Now program before Never. this program? No. Okay. No. I don't think so. I mean, there's. I'm sure there were some people online that were way ahead of this. But far as a mass program, I think we were the first to bring it up. Um, they have the. Uh, Federal that has the Federal Reserve a little upset, a little upset. Yesterday, they tweeted. Five tweets. 
basically saying, what? Fed now has nothing to do with control. <laughs> Just helping money go one place to another faster. That's all. <laughs> you crazy kids. I would have gotten away with it, too, if it wasn't for those kids in the van with that stupid dog. <laughs> um, the Fed now service is neither a form of currency nor a step toward eliminating any form of payment, including cash. And it just talks about how the Fed just helpers. Okay, so we're at that first place where it's like conspiracy theory. And then Mm -hmm. the next place is like, well, there there's going to be some occasions where, you know, a Fed coin might be. And then it'll be like, yeah, okay, we're doing it. And then everybody will be like, we should kill the people that don't want the Fed coin. I mean, just follow the. Anyway, uh, we'll have more on that coming up in hour number three. Now, you remember when the FBI said, we're definitely not targeting Catholics? Do you remember? Who is the, who's the head of the uh, justice? Merrick Garland. When he was testifying, mm. he's like, yeah. I have no idea who wrote that list. <laughs> I have no idea. He never I, does. I'm no. going to look into it though for you. I'm no, look I'll, in, I'll get back. Find to you. those answers. I'll find those uh, we'll answers. Circle for you. back and, and uh, uh, tell you about that. Right. And if you ask me again in the future, I'm going to say we've already discussed this, and there was no, there was no targeting of Catholics. Okay. Um, hey, unfortunately, it looks like Jim Jordan and the House Sub uh, Select Subcommittee on Weaponization of Government stumbled on some information from an undercover employee sought to develop sources, including clergy members and church leaders inside Catholic churches in Virginia. So I guess Merritt Garland would just say, well, this undercover employee, he was a rogue employee. He was just doing this on his own. According to Jordan, the FBI's plan called for the Bureau to engage in outreach to mainline Catholic parishes to make congregations aware of the warning signs of radicalization and to enlist their assistance to serve as suspicious activity tripwires. I'm not just a member. I'm a tripwire. Uh, The FBI proposed that agents reach out to Catholic parishes to develop sources among the clergy and church leadership. Now, they're definitely not going to surveil. Okay, that's not what they're doing. That's not what they're doing. They just love Catholics and like to be around and just talk to them. <laughs> oh, that's nice. Uh, they're hoping for the pancake breakfast in the, in the <laughs> yeah. basement. And they're bingo uh, lovers. Yeah. Tuesday love nights, you mm-hmm. can't. That's when you kill people. Because Tuesday nights, all of the FBI, they're all playing bingo at Catholic churches. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, we got that around. going for us. Now, <laughs> there's also something else that is definitely not happening, but it is. The newly exposed section uh, of the FBI domestic terrorism reference guide. Now, they don't know who printed this, but there's some errors in there. Uh, Suggests that the use of Internet slang words like red pilled. Might be suggestive of a user's proclivity uh, for involvement (laughs) in racist, involuntary celibate. And or fascistic extremists. What's a thing that people on the right say that we can say is dangerous? Show me red, red pill. pill. 
People who say taxes should be slightly lower are dangerous people. Show me extremists. <laughs> it's so bad. It's I mean, so bad. There's no effort put into these things anymore. Okay, so, I mean, and look, they are looking for racially or ethnically motivated violent extremists. Nowhere in this is anything about BLM, you know, or disband the police or anything like that. Of course not. So here are the key terms that some on the right might use. Now, I look at some of these and I'm like, come on. I've never even heard of that. But then again, I'm not an extremist, but I am in a room surrounded by them. Um, hmm? You could hear that. Um, red pill. I mean, that's like common, right? Everybody knows. I, I don't know the white pill. I don't know all the different. There's colors. a lot of pills, a lot, a lot of, pills. of pills on the Internet right now. Yeah. And the Internet's I can't, popping them like crazy. I cannot keep track. of Right. Them. I know red pill and blue pill because it was in the Matrix. Everyone knows that, though. I will say if you would have asked me two years ago, which one was which, I don't think I would have remembered. But now it's just like mm-hmm. everybody seems to say this all the time, so you yeah. now have to know that red, again, red pill's the one where you get the truth, yeah. right? Yeah. And blue pill's you the one you go back and to you sleep. don't go back See, to I still sleep. don't know that. Yeah. Right. Blue I, is I, the one you go back to sleep. I okay. wouldn't know it either. I mean, it's, it's just, just internet mm-hmm. culture at this point. Yeah. But that's the only and reason. And I just, I, just, I just want to point out that Stu did say everyone he knows knows Red pill and blue pill. Oh, I, I hang around people in my in my wow. circle of friends. They don't know that. Pat was cleared. Although maybe mm. I, to, to 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 clear myself a little bit here, I know Pat, and Pat didn't know. So you, my, only because my, you my are an was FBI infiltrator trying to flip Pat. <laughs> anyway, um, okay. So how many Catholic masses have you been to? Like, like Forty. How many? Just yeah. see. Exactly see. right. Mm-hmm. Okay. So next word. Does anyone know what a Chad is? Only yeah. because I read the article this morning do okay. I ever heard of it. It was okay. the thing hanging in the yes, that's in, where yeah, I would have 2000 election. It's a yeah. pregnant thing, right? right. But right. it's not. It's not okay. that pregnant. No. Chad, it's no. a very sexy man. It's a race specific term used to describe idealized version of a male <laughs> who is very <laughs> successful at gaining sexual and romantic attention from mm-hmm. women mm-hmm. incels. Now, that one I've heard of. Okay, what is that? Uh, involuntary celibate? Yes. Yes. See, he's a, he is. Which is just that someone who can't, you're, you can't, so. you can't get, have sex with women because they're not interested. they're not yes. interested, That's basically. It's like is. what oh, yeah. every teen angst movie was made. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. it was like American Pie was about the same group of people, but now they're dangerous. Correct. Mm-hmm. So an incel uh, unsuccessfully competes against chads for attention. <laughs> against chads. And Chad, mm-hmm. like, why are they called Chads? Do we know? Is it just because the name Chad, like, I've, invokes... Because Chad uh, Everett was such a sexy was, man yeah. from back in the day. Chad Everett. Uh, with uh, a medical, medical something or other. Medical center. Medical, medical center. center, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, next one. By the way, Karen is not on this, but I think Karen should be put on that. Okay. Karen, what's mm-hmm. a Karen? Mm-hmm. A Karen is some, like a irritating, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. woman, mm-hmm. woman. Who, See, this has never happened. Like in in you know the history of mm-hmm. the language, they've never new generations have never come up with new words. <laughs> it's never happened. Um, look smacking. No, sorry, looks maxing. Have you ever heard of it? No. Okay, no. the process of self improvement with the intent to become more attractive. Now, I don't think that it's the conservative that is all worried about all of this stuff. I think that might be a human thing. 
looks macking, maxing, normie or blue pill. Okay, yeah, that's we we know that one. Derisive terms used to describe normal people, people who aren't uh, awoken to your incredible knowledge about X, Y, or Z. Yes, right? Stacy. What's a Stacy? That is the female version of Chad, if I'm not mistaken. You are exactly right. Mm-hmm. Show me Pat's a terrorist. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, you win. Now, here's some others. These are key terms uh, that domestic racists. Domestic- Wait, I'm stuck on Stacy. Stacy seems like a very odd choice for, like, yeah, I don't why? know where that came it's from. a white name? Because it's a white name. That's well, but why. it also right. seems like, is it a super common current name? Like, I feel like yeah. it's like a, a name that was popular yeah, but, when I was a kid, maybe. Right, but neither right. is Karen. Yeah, I guess, but that's true. But you would think that Stacy, because Karen is supposed to be an old fart that right. just doesn't. Stace, so Stacy. Idealized yeah. fema- female, you'd think, would be in, what, her 20s? I mean, as Don Lemon told us, he passed your prime past like 23, 24. <laughs> yeah. So, mm-hmm. um, and he knows. But he knows. Don would know. He has incredible knowledge of the female body. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> uh, uh, is and Sta- it's icky. Is, All of it is icky. Is Stacy related to Stacy's mom, who's got it going oh, on? Maybe. I don't know. I don't Maybe. know that reference She's all either. that people have Maybe. wanted, and they've yeah, waited yeah. for so long. Okay. Here's another one. Here's another word. It could be. Could be. All right, have you heard of based? I, now, I would have yes. to say use this in a sentence. A lot of people say it like, like that. People who are on Twitter a lot say it. And, uh, and I, what do they say? They say, oh, that's based. And meaning that I think it's like, like playing to the base of the, you know, like of the movement. Like, okay, uh, very, now, like, no, not, not uh, forgiving political opinion. Okay. Racists use <laughs> like white hundred years old talking like this. White conservative racists. I mean, I feel like a thousand. <laughs> it's amazing. Use oh, the, that's what they're saying. Okay. They use the term to refer to somebody who has been converted to racist ideology or as a way of indicating ideological agreement. So, hmm. right. Like, you know, Hitler's nuts. <laughs> that's based. That uh, no wait no it'd no. be Hitler's great that's, that's based. based right Hitler's like, nuts is is something that blue pills would say it, <laughs> it seems to me to be like whenever I see it pop up from people whenever someone takes like it, what would be described as like an anti woke stand right like and it go mm. an anti woke stand can go anywhere from. You know, something that's good policy that, you know, it makes a lot of sense all the way to something that goes too far. People would would say that's, you know, that's based because it, it appeals to the base of the yeah. movement. Okay. I don't know if that's actually the right description of it, but that's how I see it. used. So we've heard great replacement, but I learned that from the left. Oh, the great replacement theory. theory yeah. OK. Mm-hmm. Jews will not replace uh, us. Uh, LARPing. LARPing. I think I know. This is fascinating. This is like a whole. I think I know language. LARPing because I think I've heard my son say that in reference to weirdos who go to the like, you know, medieval festivals with, you know, wood Seems swords. Seems unlikely that's what it's. No, like, it's live action role playing. Mm-hmm. Okay. But they use it online to deride individuals accused of not being as extreme or in possession of skills or other valued characteristics they claim to have. Okay. So how would you use that in a sentence? That's uh, uh, weird. You do. Pat's a uh, radio professional, but he's really just LARPing. But what does that mean? It would mean that. 
Pat is pretending pre- to be. He doesn't no. really have the skills, which is an absolute <laughs> true example. But I just I'm throwing it out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and mm-hmm. the last one, of course, is red pilled. Only race motivated individuals that want to uh, create terror and mm-hmm. overthrow the government will use red pill. Only well. mega That's MAGA so Republicans yeah. have ever used racist that. and right. anti-Semitic and fascist believers will use the word red pill. This according to the FBI. I'm just telling you what the law is looking for. It isn't is entertaining that the main reference here you're talking about comes from a movie directed by now two trans brothers. It's weird how that all came together. Yeah, it is. It is. This is the best of the Glenn Beck program. Welcome to the Glenn Beck program. I want to introduce you to somebody I think you may have met once, maybe, in the, I don't even know how many years he has worked for me, maybe 15. He is uh, the undersung hero of this program. He is the program director for the Glenn Beck program. Uh, He is actually the guy who, when I was about to be fired in 2001, it was actually end of 2000, after my first year, he said to me, why does your show sound so different than it did when you first got here? And I said, because I'm trying to, you know, make everybody happy. I'm trying to do what the program director wants and what the, you know, the vice president of programming wants. And and it's just kind of it's not going anywhere. And he said, well, you know, they're going to fire you because I said to him, they're going to fire me at the end of the year. And he said, they're going to fire you. So just do what you want to do do the show that you said you were going to do and you started doing and i did and we were number one within six months and uh dom has uh worked for me for a very long time now dom welcome thank you thank you for what an introduction (laughs) well you are responsible i think really in many ways for me being on the air and you always are giving me the absolute truth even when i don't want to hear it and i appreciate that um, so, Dom, I wanted you on because you're a Michigan resident and you're following this EV battery plant in Marshall, Michigan, which you are. I mean, I know you. You are not an activist, uh, just like I'm not an activist, but you've become one um, over this Goshen uh, battery plant. Tell me why. Well, um, I live in this community, and, you know, now there are two different projects going on. The one uh, that you just mentioned in Marshall is actually a Ford um, partnership with the Chinese, and that's a separate issue. I live in Macosta County, where uh, Goshen, uh, which is fully Chinese-owned, is attempting to uh, insert a plant here, paid for by our tax dollars, by the way. $715 million of our tax money is being used to subsidize subsidize this. In the middle of a little town, um, it's actually Green Township, uh, which is just uh, north of Big Rapids in the community that I live. So, you know, one of the great things about working for you is, you know, with with technology being what it is, you let me live where I want to live. We moved to this community several years ago because we like the area and small town community. And if you were to tell me that we'd be involved with a battle like this, I I wouldn't have believed you. Uh, But literally... We're fighting to keep the communist Chinese out of our little county here in Michigan. It is crazy. 
Um, this company, we found out, and I've been watching the press reports on this. They'll say every time they'll say conservatives say or a conservative newspaper says, no, they're they're actual. Uh, uh, I don't even know what you would call it. They're, they're founding documents for a comp- this company. It, they say that they they are part of the Communist Party. They obey the Communist Party rules, and they're even supposed to start little Communist Party uh, parties. You know, bringing people together yeah. and trying to get them to join the Communist Party. It's worse than you can imagine. Um, so the more that we dug into this, the more it stinks. Let me give you a couple of examples. Um, you, you're referring to their articles of association, which yeah. are on their website, and it clearly outlines that basically um, they have a commitment to carry out Communist Party activities in accordance with the Communist Party of China. It says it right on their website. And when we were told initially that Volkswagen is the majority shareholder, it's a great talking point, but in their own shareholder meeting minutes from January, they state that after 36 months, the Volkswagen investment will adjust so that the Chinese founders will always retain, and this is in their words, at least 5% more ownership than Volkswagen. It's almost as if like it's a temporary ruse to get the talking point that it's not a CCP-run company, and then after 36 months, it's surprise, gotcha. By the way, one of the founders is a man named uh, Lee Chen, who you can find on the World Economic Forum website, where he brags about his membership uh, in the CPPCC, which is the Chinese People's Political Consultative Conference. (laughs) And that's a central part of the CCP United Front System. They don't even hide it. And I'm not surprised because, you know, Governor Gretchen Whitmer uh, was just uh, at at the uh, World Economic Forum. You know, so, so she pals around with these people. So she has given $715 billion in tax money to a Chinese company to make batteries. I don't know why we wouldn't do that, you know, with an American company. They're trying to say, oh, no, you'll feel better because we're partners with the company that was started by Hitler. Uh, OK. <laughs> <laughs> and the 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 worst part of it now is. This is eminent domain that is going on. They're trying to buy the property. And from what I hear, it's real Gestapo-like tactics uh, that, the, uh, that they're using to, to uh, buy the property. Is this true? Here's what's, yeah, well, here's what's happening here. Um, so you're talking about the, the Marshall situation. They actually are starting the process of eminent domain, as I understand, here in Macosta County. They haven't started that yet. What they're doing is going door to door. And we've received reports from whistleblowers that have said that, um, you know, a man shows up at their door, presents them with an offer that actually is quite generous. They're offering way more because, of course, they have our tax dollars to play with. So, you know, it's basically unlimited resources. And they're going and overpaying for these properties. But they make them an offer and they present them with uh, a document that's several hundred pages and they're told, you have five hours to sign this. And if you don't, the offer is rescinded. Uh, within that documentation, um, you know, there's non-disclosure agreements, you know, uh, gag orders and all that. And these people don't even have time to seek legal counsel. Many of them are elderly farmers. They don't, they don't know what they're signing. They're scared. And they're also told that if you don't sign and you don't take our offer now, 
your property is going to be worthless because there's going to be a factory next door. So either you sell it to us now at this inflated value, or you're not going to have anything worth selling in another couple of years because we're going to put this factory in and we're going to widen the road and take your property. And, you know, some people have told them to go pound sand. Um, We do have a copy of a document that um, somebody that told them to pound sand was presented with a second offer that wasn't quite as ridiculous, um, but it was still, you know, still had a gag order in it. So the other thing that's gone on recently is Green Township. You know, in Michigan, if you don't have your own local zoning uh, planning board, you default to the county. Well, Green Township just formed their own zoning board to take it away from the county level control to Green Township. Um, of course, that's all just to just for to facilitate this Goshen uh, thing. So, you know, this this is all one sided. The other interesting thing is one of the board members actually owns land in the targeted area. Holy um, cow. The Midwesterner is a local uh a regional uh, uh, online um, um, news magazine, and they just uh, leaked the story about that today. Yeah, so, one of the board members. Now, this guy had to recuse himself from some of the votes uh, recently, but, you know, this is this is a direct conflict of interest. So um, is, is there enough pushback? I know I saw that one of the town meetings uh, was closed to the public. They said, you know, there are so many threats, it'll get violent. And uh, so they they did it all online. Uh, is that your township? Yeah, that was so that was April 5th. Yes. And they had an informational meeting that was originally going to be at the township hall. Then they moved it to Ferris State University. And then when they heard rumor of, you know, hundreds uh, of protesters showing up, they just decided to go virtual. And <laughs> get this. The township supervisor said they're using Antifa tactics. it's laughable they compared our protest to antifa and said well you know hopefully this isn't another peaceful protest (laughs) it's uh yeah it's fascinating what do you what do you need in your town to to stop this how how can the rest of the country stop this this is insane and it it is happening around the country we must ban china from buying land and doing business here in america they ban us they ban us by the way anybody who's invested in a chinese company no i invest in uh, asia and i've got some investment in some companies you really don't that stuff is going away so fast it is a shell corporation it's an offshore shell corporation all of your money goes to that corporation and then you supposedly have shares. That's against the Chinese law. The minute they close this down, you're going to lose all your money. Okay? It's going to happen. It's going to happen. Um, but they're still allowed to buy stuff here. We've got to stop it. How can we help you? So we're having a, a rally and fundraiser on April 22nd at the farm directly across the street from the proposed site. This is one of the concerned citizens by the name of Lori Brock that owns this farm. It's a majestic Parisian's horse farm, and it's on 19 Mile Road in Big Rapids. What we really need is money, because uh, obviously there, there are legal costs. We have a recall effort to try to recall the board. 
Um, there's mailers that, uh, you know, we need to get out to keep the community informed. And the audience can donate right now if you want to help uh, try to keep this Chinese uh, CCP-owned uh, plant out of the U.S. Um, if you text the word NOGO, N-O-G-O, to 801-801, that's NOGO to 801-801, um, you can donate. Our friends at Stand Up Michigan have, have set this up to, uh, to help us. They've been a tremendous help uh, to us. Um, the folks at Stand Up Michigan, as you know, were uh, some of the people involved with um, opposing the lockdowns and the masking of kids in school mm-hmm. here in Michigan. It's a great organization, and they've, they've stepped up to, to help us. Okay, so make a donation. Just text NOGO, N-O-G-O, to 801-801. And when is that rally? The 20... 20... 22nd of April. And, um, That's next I, weekend. I hear that there's even a special video message from, uh, from someone we know and love. I, I have heard that, um, but I, uh, it might be better if that person just got on a plane and joined you. Well, I would love that. If yeah. you're willing to do that, we would Me? love to have no, you. I, no, I was saying who was ever cutting that video. Uh, oh. I'm, I'm going to try. I mean, I, I am slammed, but I'm, I will, uh, tr- I'll try to do that. I will at least be there virtually with a video, but I, uh, I hope to actually attend myself. Well, we really appreciate all your help. It, uh, it means the world to us. Thank you so much. God bless you guys. God bless you. You too, my friend. Up in Michigan, well, these are just poor, regular farmers trying to stand up against communist China and their own state. No-go. N-O-G-O. 801-801. The best of the Glenn Beck program. Carol Roth, the author of The uh, War on Small Business, which introduced uh, her to me at first. She is a former investment banker. Um, she is somebody who, oh, she she sowed her wild oats on Wall Street. And then she found Jesus. And now she concentrates on Main Street. Carol Roth, welcome to the program. How are you? Glenn, good to see you. Good to see you. By the way, she has the new book coming out about the same time mine. I buy them together if you're gonna if you're gonna buy them. They make great companion pieces. Um, her book is "You Will Own Nothing," and it releases this summer along with mine, which is "Dark Future." Buy them both together. Um, Carol, I want to talk to you about yesterday. The Fed is freaking out, um, and let me just give you the Fed FAQ. They, they five tweets of this. The Fed now replacing cash. Is it a central bank digital currency? Fed now it is not related to digital currency. Fed now is a payment service for the Federal Reserve. It's making available for banks and credit unions to transfer funds. Absolutely true, right? This is absolutely true. There's been a lot of um, misunderstanding and misinformation, and you know, rightly so. Nobody should trust the Federal Reserve. They have absolutely decimated, um, you know, the the purchasing power of the dollar. They have been a conduit to help, you know, non merit based inequality. And so it is true. Fed now is an enhanced payment service. If you think of things that you might use already, ACH clearing, um, the Fed wire. When you do a wire transfer there are these these services that help facilitate payments so in other words if you have if you have to go to a uh, what do you call those those check cashing places payday you, loans yeah payday yeah. loan you go in you bring them the check but it takes a couple of days 
before right. it clears. You, you, you can't go to your bank, you know, if you're somebody who doesn't have the money to cover it in your bank and get the cash because it takes m- multiple days to settle. So you go to the payday loan and they give you that advance because there's this differential in settling. It's also you can only do the banking you know, during business hours. Now this allows 24-7 payments instantaneously. And it's something that is actually important in terms of the arguments against CBDCs because a central bank digital currency, one of the the reasons they said we needed it is because we didn't have this instantaneous settlement. So you have to differentiate from the the, the settlement architecture, that the payment system, the way that the banks clear between themselves and the actual currency. And I think that not to say that we should not um, lighten up on the Fed, because again, they can't be trusted. The government can't be trusted with any of this, but we need to use the right language. Otherwise, Mm -hmm. we're not going to be taken seriously. It's going to be a boy who cried wolf scenario. And we get to the actual issue. We need to be able to address that. So we have to differentiate the payment system from the currency itself. Not to say that they can't possibly be used together, not to say that we shouldn't keep an eye on it, but we need to understand that these are two different things. And the one that is really scary is changing the currency and giving the United States government and the Federal Reserve full control over the currency. Okay, so so let me restate it in a different way. So we're both on the record here and people understand the um, the new Fed now system is merely a structure of payment. Now, I would phrase it maybe a little stronger than you did on uh, when you were talking about this is the system that um, is the reason why so many people with Bitcoin say we need Bitcoin is because of the instant settlement that is going on. To me, that does take away the uniqueness of a digital currency and puts the Fed closer to a digital currency. However, it is needed. That structure is needed and they could stop there and you'd be fine. But they have they have such little credibility (laughs) and all of the federal government. I just want to just want to repeat this pattern, because every time you see something, this is the pattern. Digital dollar, it goes like this, but it, you can include, you can put anything where the digital dollar is. We're not using the digital dollar. Okay, we're using the digital dollar sometimes. Okay, the digital dollar is good and people should use it. You must use the digital dollar. That's Ex- everything that our government has done falls into that cycle. So Ex- they're trying to discredit the Fed now people that are saying that's digital currency, which it is not digital currency. Um, they're trying to use this to discredit people so they get off the digital dollar. And that's why you're right when you say we have to be exact in our language. Yes. And the other thing that people have to understand when they, the, the Fed comes back and say, oh, you know, we're not really doing anything with the CBDC. Well, that's completely untrue. Right. Uh, I think it was November of last year. Maybe it was August. It's been it's been a long year. Um, but they came out with a program, the New York Fed, with ma- major financial partners, and they did a pilot test of a CBDC. The G7 also mm-hmm. came out with principles for retail facing CBDCs, because that 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 line that you talked about, Glenn, how it starts and where it ends up, you know, first they're going to say, well, we're only going to use the CBDC just between the bank 
banking system, it's not going to be consumer facing, so you don't wor worry about it. Then you go, oh, that's not a problem. Well, go ahead and do that. And then they move it to retail facing. But there's no reason for the G7 to come out with retail facing CBDC principles if that is not something that they plan to do. So the idea that they're saying we are not planning this is absolutely untrue. And that's why we need to be laser focused on the currency aspect. Of OK, um, Bitcoin, every time they take a move against Bitcoin, it seems to me like they're going to shut all this thing down, the, all of this <laughs> down. Um, they're trying to get rid of all the exits for Bitcoin uh, right now. But Bitcoin is up to 30 grand for the first time since June. Um, so it's gaining steam. Gold is going is gaining steam and the dollar is getting crushed. Um, and if I were I said this and I'd love your opinion, if I were an ally, but not like one, you know, not like Great Britain um, that has so much more riding on it. But I have been taking the U.S. dollar in for the for the use of that as my uh, as my gold in my central bank. And I've been using it to buy oil and everything else as China offers another deal and Saudi Arabia offers another deal. I'm penalized as uh, when I hold that inflation kills me, kills me. And I can't imagine being a, a, a country, a smaller country and saying, you know what, looking at the situation, I'm going to stick with America because they look like they're on the right track. I, I mean, we're making so many bad moves. I think we're encouraging them to get out of the dollar. Absolutely. I just did a piece for the blaze on yes, King dollar is dying and it's shepherding a new world financial order. And it's exactly this. When you have commodities like food and oil that are priced in dollars, and then you're not keeping the dollar as good as gold anymore. And, and all of a sudden, the dollars don't buy as much as they used to for these countries, whether they're a big country or a little country, it threatens their national and their economic security. So we have created the reason why they are looking to go away from the dollar. Nobody's ever liked the fact that, you know, we were the world's reserve currency, but we held it stable. So they decided Correct. to play along. Now that that is no longer the case, they cannot rely on this. This, this is a national and economic security issue for them. And that's why you've seen some of the um, MENA, the Middle East, North Africa region countries decide to move away from the dollar in recent years. That's why you're having all these Brook countries talking about potentially creating a different currency and settling in, you know, maybe things like yuan, which by the way, you know, you would say to yourself, well, why would anybody want a communist currency? Well, if you've been paying attention, China has been loading up on gold and they have two different yuan. They have the internal ones that the people inside of China use. They have the one that they use for settlement, which by the way, they're offering gold settlement behind it. So, hey, at any point in time, if you don't want the yuan you can come and get the gold because everybody wants a gold standard so carol as you you look at this we have lost seven percentage points um of the u.s dollar being held by countries that means that we're having trouble selling our debt because there are fewer buyers now and i've said this is the way it was going to happen <clears throat> and i've been called a conspiracy theorist forever for just thinking logically Okay. At some point, you know, everybody's like, we're still the best in the world. 
Yeah, but we're the best in a heap of garbage. Okay, and just because just because we're on the top level of the garbage doesn't make us not garbage. And as soon as somebody sees weakness, they will say, you know what? Let's do something else. And if you start to move people that way, your bigger countries will start to divest themselves of the U.S. dollar and they won't get rid of all of it until there's, you know, like a margin call until people are like, I got to sell this right now. And everybody will panic and flood the market. Does that seem reasonable to you? Yeah. So one of the benefits of writing a book, which is very painful, but, you know, for the research that I did for You Will Own Nothing, and I know you've been doing for Dark Future, you get to learn all these statistics. So I've actually pulled one up. So in 1940, when, you know, the British pound sterling was the world's reserve currency before the U.S. dollar was. In 1940, the British pound sterling was 68.9% of total reserves, and the U.S. dollar was 27.9%. 20 years later, by 1960, that flipped. 61% of the global reserves were the U.S. dollar and 35% were the pound sterling. Now, another data point, if you look at what China's been doing in terms of being a holder of treasuries, um, back there, I think their peak a few years ago was $1.3 trillion that they held. They were the number one ahead of Japan. January 2023, reported by the Treasury, China now holds under $860 billion worth of treasuries. So the implication for this is that this is the way that the U.S. government finances the debt, right? They issue they issue securities, um, they issue debt securities, and that's how they pay for their deficits. If you have countries around the world who no longer want to buy securities, and oh, by the way, they're flooding the market with what they have, so there's plenty of supply, who's going to be there to buy our debt in the future? There is going to be no buyers, okay, which so- means the only buyer available is the Federal Reserve slash U.S. government. Na, 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 na.